Hello everyone, I am back again with another podcast. Today I'll be doing a two-part mini-series on two important events from the Crimean War, which are the Charge of the Light Brigade and the Thin Red Lion. Little fact about me, I've always liked the Crimean War. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of a shame that like I never really learned about it in school. I've read several books about it, however, and I do enjoy it a lot, just because like it's kind of like a conflict you only see. Usually European wars are like Central Europe, blah blah blah, or kind of like... You know, between Britain and one of the big ones. But this one's nice because, like, it's always nice to see, like, a whole war with Russia against, against like, Turkey and Britain and France. It's kind of fun to see, like, a war where it's kind of just not centered around Central Europe. And for once, the conflict is between, like, Britain or France and, like, some of those guys. It's kind of nice to have, like, a change to the way the wars usually happen in Europe in addition. I kind of like the idea that it's fought in somewhere much different. This one, people, most of the wars kind of fought in that part of Europe I already talked about, but this one was fought in Crimea. It's also kind of interesting to see Turkey involved in a war between European countries, just because it's an interesting thing to cover. So, quick note on what the Crimean War is. The Crimean War was, well, a war that was fought with Russia on one side, and on the other side, the Ottoman Empire. Sorry, I called them Turkey earlier. I know they're the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire... France and England, and technically Piedmont and Sardinia, but Piedmont and, no, sorry, Sardinia, I don't think it was Piedmont, Sardinia, sorry, not Piedmont and Sardinia, Sardinia. What was it Sardinia? I can never remember. With some other guys involved, it was very interesting to see. And it's just like, because they kind of joined in because they need support, and basically, this was over the rights of, like, these whole Christian minorities in the Holy Land, which is part of the Ottoman Empire, thing to note, the, remember the French, British, all those guys, Roman Catholics, I mean, no, the French, sorry, not all of them, the French are the only Roman Catholics, sorry, the, sorry, not all of those guys, the French are Roman Catholics, why the Russians are Eastern Orthodox, different religions, and basically another reason is that the Russians kind of wanted a bunch more land in there, and that the Ottoman lands as it collapsed, why the French were like, and the British were like, we don't want that to happen. So they kind of went to war over it. And I'm going to cover two major events on it. So I'm going to start off with like the background of the Charge of the Light Brigade, like under what scenarios it happened. So the Charge of the Light Brigade is this failed military ap- military action that happened during the Battle of Baklava. Those who do not know, is the Battle of Baklava is that basically during a part of the Crimean War. This was kind of part of the Allies' attempt to capture a major port and fortress of Sevastopol. This place was significant because it was the principal naval base of the Russians on the Black Sea. And this was followed by an earlier victory by the Allies at Alma. And this was a significant and, like, kind of the first major battle in this period. Thing to note, the casualties were not, like, immense. Kind of a slow siege-type battle deal that was... Pretty. So basically, he started off with this whole siege at at Sevastopol. That was kind of nothing major was going on, just kind of slow starvation. And the Russians attempted to disrupt this supply chain. I think remember during that battle during the Crimean War in general, the British had seized a couple of port areas, or they and just like landing zones, and they had to ferry their supplies inland from these places to the current troops. The Russians basically had this idea, like, if we can cut off their supply lines, we're going to have to force them to cut the siege. This was honestly a very good idea. However, it wasn't, like, super successful. And actually, the Thin Red Line came first, but I'm going to talk about the Charge of the Light Brigade before this. 
The Charge of the Light Brigade is probably one of the most famous... One of the, not most, but one of the more famous military events in history. Probably because of its rather famous poem by the great Lord Tennyson. Alfred Lord Tennyson, sorry. This is a very famous poem. I actually read this one in English class one time. Because it's it's actually a very well-written poem. Well-written poem, sorry. I'd recommend that if you have the time, you should try to read it. It's very nice, very well-written. Just all together, a pretty good poem about a very interesting historical event. So I'm going to try to talk about the wider event of the Charge of the Light Brigade. So the background is that this was made by the Light Brigade of the British Cavalry. Light Brigade is lighter armed cavalry. Think more mobile. Think more mobility, less focus on heavy combat, stuff like that. This was made of some light dragoons, specifically the 4th and 13th. I wrote down the numbers over here so I don't mess them up. The 17th. And the 8th and 11th Hussars, 17th Lances and the 8th and 11th Hussars. Hussars are kind of this special type of cavalry, a form of cavalry. And also present was the Heavy Brigade, which is what I was talking about earlier, a form of heavier groups. And the Light Brigade was made of men who were riding light and fast horses, so some... The heavy brigade would have more bulky horses, think more along the lines of a knight, just because when a heavy brigade you want power, you're going to want a heavier horse with more weight to get the more force behind it. That way it's easier for you to ride through things. These light horses were also unarmored, and the men were armed with a mixture of lances, which is kind of a spear. Which you, a spear basically designed to be used by a cavalry soldier. These often are, have some type of hand guard to prevent your hand from sliding up, and sabers, which is... A curved sword that was seen throughout various periods. And it was used often for slashing as opposed to a more thrust-oriented thing. It's kind of good to, like, lean on your horse and slash from side. Slash people as you drive al- ride along them. And these units were traditionally used, the Light Brigade was traditionally used for a kind of reconnaissance, marketing. So kind of like... Because they can move fast, they were good to, like, get an eye out on the enemies before they were forced to retreat. They were also very good for cutting down units as they retreat because they could easily catch up with retreating units and hit them from behind. The heavy force were much larger and heavy chargers, which is a type of force made for charging. They wore metal helmets and cavalry swords for close combat. They were kind of a shock force. A shock force is basically... You hit them hard, you hit them fast, you try to force them to retreat... Kind of psychological almost. I think to note that the overall command decided on a man known as George Bingham. And there were two brothers in law in the scenario Cardigan and Lucan who did not get, get along, who had a domestic dislike for each other. And Lucan ended up was. Oh, sorry. When I said George, Lucan, I meant that George Bingham was the one of the earls of Lucan, so he is called Lucan and. My podcast, sorry about the if any confusion, that was obviously resulted from that. So, Lucan was one guy, kind of the overall leader. Carnigan, Cardigan was the one who led the Light Brigade specifically. Kind of a rivalry. Brothers-in-laws, they didn't really get along. I can't remember which one, like, married the other one's sister. Sorry about that. But basically, Lucan, the guy in charge of everything, kind of got sort of resolved. This, like, order from the total commander, Lord Raglan, saying... Basically, that Lord Raglan kind of wanted them to advance, try to prevent them from retreating with the guns, and he kind of worried them about, oh, there's some, you can have some artillery with you, watch out, there's some guys here. 
and he basically wanted to prevent the Russians, the General Raglan, wanted to prevent the Russians from managing to withdraw their naval guns from the readouts that they had captured, because during this part, the Russians had captured a chunk of land and some, like, fortresses, and the British are kind of worried, oh, they're going to steal our guns, now we're going to have to get more ones, or they will probably, I don't know exactly why they're worried, two best reasons, they either were afraid about losing weapons, or that the Russians would get more weapons, or both, probably both. And the reason he chose the light brigade is that their speed was necessary for this. They wanted them to be able to, because with, they were faster troops, they could easily catch up to the Russians, and the Russians would not be able to pull the guns as fast as they could ride their horses, which would force the Russians to either abandon what they had, or kind of just be cut down. Thing to know that another thing to note is the way the battlefield was positioned is that Lord Raglan had a kind of a good advantage point he could understand, however, the Raglan could not see the Russians from his position, so the area around Lucan was kind of unseen. Another thing to know is that there's a possible like miscommunication right about here. The man who carried it was a man named Nolan, and he ended up carrying like this old oral construction oral instruction, sorry. Like kind of like this whole like, oh, this is what we're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do. And Lucan is believed that is Lucan asked like what guns you meant and that Nolan Instead of, like, he indicating kind of, like, wide sweep. And that instead of indicating the actual kind of captured readouts, he ended up talking, directing a different readout, which is a massive Russian guns that was not retreating. So it's believed that this miscommunication was responsible for a lot of bad issue, bad, bad decisions following this that led to the actual charge. And in response to this, basically, Lucan instructed Cardigan to lead his men straight to the valley between the two areas. This valley was between the, I believe it's pronounced the Fedyukin Heights, I believe it was pronounced, and the Causeway Heights. And in, and actually, Tennyson actually ended up dubbing this area during his, in his poem the Valley of Death because of the massive amount of death that happened there. And a thing to note, the Russians had a massive amount of men. They had around, so the force was around probably around, I believe it was, last time I read it, 20 battalions and probably about 50 artillery pieces. And this wasn't kind of like a front-on assault. They were both in front of the British and on both sides of the valley. So, like, if the British were going to rush into this valley, they'd be take fire from three sides. And Lucan actually planned to, planned to follow the light brigade in with the heavy brigade. The thing to know is that the heavy brigade was probably better for, like, the actual task of this frontal assault. However, because they were more armored and this better, like, prepared for assaults on positions. But neither of these forces were really, like, at all given the right weapons or just at all equipped. <sighs> for a frontal assault on a force that is both dug in, has great line of sight, has enfilading fire, which is basically you get fired on from... Multiple sides, which makes it harder for you to fire back because it's easier to fire. Like instead of getting shot out from the front, you can fire back to the front. But if you fired out from three sides, now you have to fire back at three sides. It makes it harder both to come in troops and just to do all types of things. And third, they were not at all prepared for these men who were somewhat knew that they were there. It's not like oh my god, we're undetected at all. There was. It's not like it was completely expected, but at the same time, there was some form of oversight over this. So, they soon, they, uh, they immediately set off, or like, soon after, not immediately, they set off into the valley itself. 
and it is believed that Nolan was near the front, and actually, it is believed that he rushed to front, and it is noted that during this period, he ended up rushing across the front and passed in front of Karn again, and one of the possible hypotheses for why this happened is that he realized, oh, this is the wrong target, and he tried to turn them around or stop them. However, he was killed, and they ended up continuing. They continued to advance onwards, and they would just got struck from all sides by guns, by cannon fire. They were completely devastated. However, they were actually able to reach the through the valley and get through the this hail of gunfire with heavy casualties and reach the Russian readouts and force them back. However, they had a huge amount of casualties, and as a result of this, they were forced to flee just because they didn't have the men to hold the land. If they were faced with like potential counterattacks, they would have been just completely annihilated. And the Russians ended up returning back to their guns as they started fleeing, and they opened fire with both grape shot, which is basically sort of this mini round shot, basically kind of think of it like a shotgun cannon, basically, and canister shot, which is similar somewhat, but it would could also use slightly different things than grape shot but it was very popular also and basically these are basically very good at like shotgun style of blast which had very wide anti-personnel applications and was very good for fighting a large group they ended up opening fire on both their own allies and the British and Lucan ended up kind of stopping and actually, during this period, Lucan actually stopped at the mouth, and he said, or explained that he allegedly basically said, like, yeah, I don't see why, he basically kind of said, like, I don't see why we'd need a second brigade there. And that he's, like, also was in a good position to help any survivors retreating. And the thing to note is that the French cavalry actually helped them in their retreat, as they ended up clearing out the heights of the, many of the men there, to help protect their, one of their flanks, and gave them some cover. A large portion of them end up dying. And, um... Captain Nolan also ended up actually... No, not Captain Nolan, sorry. Captain Cardigan, who, as I mentioned earlier, led the Light Brigade, actually did not... He survived the battle, and some people said that he was not present. However, this is widely not believed to be true, and the widely accepted thing is that he led the charge, he didn't look back, he didn't really understand what was happening because he wasn't paying attention, he fought there, then he ended up retreating along the valley, and he never tried to figure out what happened to the survivors, then he ended up leaving, he gave his own report also, and it was actually revealed that in 2016, another rep- another version of what happened was actually revealed, because they found a new letter, and this new letter basically said that that Roald Raglan actually said, like, try to follow the enemy, like, harass them from carrying away the guns, and it was actually Nolan who miscommunicated and said attack when Raglan actually meant for them to kind of show this force, to kind of scare them. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening. Quick recap. Charge of Light Brigade happened during the Battle of Blocklevon, the Crimean War. In the Charge of Light Brigade, basically, a series of miscommunications led a, the British Light Brigade to attack the wrong position. 
which led to them being suffering heavy casualties and being forced to retreat. And after, and after support from the French, they were able to retreat with, without losing all their forces, but they did suffer significant casualties. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful day.